Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Oh My Allergies podcast. This is your hostess with the mostest, Valencia. And if you are new here, the Oh My Allergies podcast is a podcast about all things allergies. Whether you have food allergies, seasonal allergies, skin allergies, or even your pet has allergies, Oh My Allergies is a safe space for discussions for those that need a bit of advice and support from someone who understands their struggle. Let's learn how to navigate life and learn how to thrive with our allergies together. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to or welcome back to the Oh My Allergies podcast. Now, like I normally say in all of my episodes, make sure that you are subscribed to the Oh My Allergies podcast on your podcast platform of choice. Follow the Oh My Allergies podcast Instagram, which is at Oh My Allergies, just to keep up with what we are doing. Rate and review the podcast. Hopefully it is five stars on Apple Podcasts. And keep on sharing the podcast with people you know and people that you don't know. So in today's episode, I'm going to be talking all about if stress could be making your allergy symptoms worse. Uh, This is something that I've been debating about talking about on the podcast, just because I feel like stress affects so many different aspects of our lives. And I think that including myself, a lot of people don't really think about how stress could possibly be affecting their allergies. So we're going to talk all about it and talk about all the things. And I'm really excited to just sit down and have this conversation with you guys. But before we get into today's topic, the meat of the episode, you guys know I got to talk about what's been going on, especially because there was no episode last week. So definitely I got to catch you guys up on what's been going on. with me well I just started my internship so last week I was just really just focused on preparing for my internship like going grocery shopping meal planning and prepping you know getting my clothes together stuff like that and then also just getting well acquainted with the internship and where I'm going to be at the things I'm going to be doing you know just that type of stuff so I didn't really have as much time as I wanted to to be able to dedicate to planning and recording and editing a podcast episode so I've just been hardcore dedicating a lot of my time to preparing for that internship and then also to working and applying for full-time jobs. So that's why there wasn't a new episode last week. Not gonna lie, going into this internship, I was a little bit nervous just because of us still being in a pandemic and figuring out how to go about being in a new workplace and not really knowing what other people are doing when they're not at work and just that whole dynamic, which I know a lot of people have probably had to deal with for a few months more than me. Um, But it's just weird going and doing an internship in a pandemic. But I've survived my first week, so I would just like to give myself a round of applause for that because I was just very nervous. But I had like all my cleaning supplies, I had like my sanitizing wipes, my hand sanitizer. There's literally Lysol wipes pretty much everywhere you turn. So I pretty much had myself covered and wiping down my desk and making sure that I'm wiping down my chairs and 
and you know things like that but I'm very excited about my internship I think this is the very first time of me recording my podcast while I'm doing an internship because normally I take a break during the summertime to be able to have that time to be able to you know, do internships and to do stuff to prepare for the upcoming school year. So this is very weird. We'll see if I can juggle both. So far, I am feeling a little, eh. but we will see, we will see, we will see how this season will go. But to be honest with you guys, I've been feeling a little like bleh about the podcast and I've just been dealing with a little bit of burnout from the podcast I'm not gonna lie and just in terms of like creative wise like I've just been dealing with being in like a little creative rut in terms of like topics to talk about I don't know why but like I kind of am so if there's like a specific topic you all want me to discuss or you want me to have a certain guest on the podcast to be able to, to discuss a certain topic, then please send over suggestions to the Oh My Allergies Instagram page, which is at Oh My Allergies. Also, while you're sending the suggestion, if you don't follow us, make sure that you do follow us. Um, but besides that, what else has been going on? Oh, I've actually been absolutely obsessed and when I say obsessed I mean obsessed with watching the women's college world series like literally my throat was starting to hurt because of how many times like I would be screaming at the television throughout the whole women's college world series like who I would be rooting for would change because going into it I had my team you guys know I've talked about on the podcast before I'm a big fan of Texas softball so once they got kicked out of the round for the running to be the champion of the Women's College World Series, I was rooting for JMU, which is James Madison University, like super, super hard because of Odyssey Alexander. Really just love her abilities in softball and what she's been able to bring to the sport on a collegiate level. And in the Women's College World Series, I think she threw like over a thousand pitches just in the Women's College World Series alone, which is absolutely crazy. And just her athleticism and her determination into getting the outs that her team needs in order to be able to put them up at an advantage and what JMU's program has been able to do thus far and breaking records. And it's just been just a really good Women's College World Series to watch this season. Like it's just been so good and normally I don't watch softball season like during like the regular season I usually just watch in postseason but like this game like this year was just so like you could just see the drive and all these girls and I don't even know if it has to do it probably has to do a lot with COVID and everything and them not being able to have a full-on season because seasons got cut short last year so that probably added to the drive that a lot of these people had but Yeah, it's just been a really, really good game of softball throughout this whole series that everybody's been playing. But then when JMU got kicked out, which I was very, very sad about, I was so mad because they beat the Sooners and then the Sooners beat them. And I was just, uh, I was just like, gosh, so mad. And then they had to go into game three and then the Sooners beat them again. And I was just like, oh my gosh, it was just very emotional. And so I was really mad for like, a good few days Um, but then I started rooting for FSU which is Florida State University the Seminoles because at this point 
I was just okay with like any team that wasn't the Oklahoma Sooners winning. You know, I just don't really care for that team and their arrogance. And I'm kind of sick of seeing the Sooners at the Women's College World Series every year. I would just like for there to be other teams to be able to win it. Now, granted, I know UCLA won at the last Women's College World Series, which was in 2019, which is crazy to think about. But to be honest, I think that UCLA and the Oklahoma Sooners are just so overrated. And you can fight me on it. I really don't care. (laughs) But I just think that the two teams are just overrated. And that's just me. Might not be a popular opinion, but it's my opinion. But that's basically what's been going on with me, um, what I've been doing, what I've been up to, how I've been feeling. Um, So let's just get right into my foodie likes. So my first foodie like is from the brand Bienna and it's their habanero chickpeas. I've just been really loving them lately. They are, like I said, they're habanero flavored. So they are spicy, but I would say that it was be more so like a medium spicy to them. And there's like a hint of lemon in them. Honestly, they're perfect for like snacking or if you want to add them as a protein to your salad. Um, I've never done that before. I normally just put them in like a plastic bag and bring them as a snack. But obviously you can put them on salad. You can have them as a side or whatever floats your boat. But to be honest, just be careful when you get to like the bottom of the bag because I've choked on the habanero dusting slash like flavoring as I was eating them and I wasn't even talking while I was eating them like have you ever had it where like you just randomly like choke on air well like same except I actually had something in my mouth this time and I was like coughing like crazy it was like so bad like I couldn't talk my eyes were getting watery But besides that, (laughs) I highly recommend these chickpeas because the taste of them is just so good. Like I said, it's a really good balance of being spicy, but like not too spicy. I just really love the taste and the flavor of them. It's very bold and it just tastes really good and the chickpeas aren't too salty either. So I highly recommend them. Another foodie like favorite that I've been loving recently is from Kroger. And if you are on the West Coast, then the equivalent would be Ralph's, but their sea salt and pepper popcorn. Guys, this popcorn is so flipping delicious. It's so good. I brought this as a snack for my lunch for my internship and then I would eat some of this while I was watching the Women's College World Series. Highly recommend it. The flavor is just so awesome. It's very flavorful and it's not too salty either, which I absolutely love about it because I don't really like popcorn that's like too salty, but highly recommend this popcorn if you can have popcorn because it's just, it's literally a game changer. But those are my two foodie likes this week so I can get right into this week's allergy news article. So uh, this week's allergy news article comes from ABC News and the article is titled 
how climate change is making allergy season even worse. So this article is all about, like I said, how allergy season is getting worse and how climate change is to blame. And the article, it talks about how experts are now saying that pollen counts are already higher than they've ever been. And not only will they increase, but the season will get longer as well, which sucks for everyone who has pollen allergies like me, because I literally dread the spring because of pollen and I already know how it's going to affect me and my throat is just going to go make my voice go like like two or three octaves lower and my eyes and I can barely breathe because of the congestion it's just it's just not a good time but in the article they talk about how 40% of children and 30% of adults in the U.S. suffer from seasonal allergies and patients who in the past had more so of milder symptoms are now complaining about more intense symptoms that they are suffering from a longer and the symptoms include like sniffling, congestion, and postnasal drip which can then lead to a cough, any type of viral exposure, sinus infections, and then also ear infections and and this one doctor, her name is Dr. Shanae's Fateh. She talked about how it does affect people more than just sneezing and itching and talking about how there's also this economic burden as well as people having to take sick days to be able to care for themselves or to be able to care for their children. Now, William Andereg, he is the assistant professor of ecology at the University of Utah School of Biological Science. He said that researchers recently found that pollen seasons are starting about 20 days earlier than they used to. And in addition, there is 20% more pollen in the air right now than there was in the 1990s. And by 2040, pollen counts are expected to double from what they were in 2000, which is absolutely insane because I, like I said, me and pollen, we just don't vibe at all. Never have. And I don't think we ever will. So the fact that pollen counts are expected to double by 2040 that's literally not that far away. I'm just like, what the heck? <laughs> oh my gosh, it's crazy. And the article talks about how there's also evidence to suggest that pollen itself is more allergenic, which is crazy. And this article, it really just has so much good information about spring allergies and the future of them. So like always, the allergy news article will be linked in the show notes so you all can look at the article for yourselves. Now this is a lengthy one. But it would take me so long to go over every single part of this article in its entirety. But definitely look at it if you are a person with pollen allergies and other environmental allergies like myself, because it's definitely a good article to look at. And I feel like if you have pollen allergies, you should definitely look at this article. But that is this week's allergy news. So now we're going to get into the meat of the episode, which is today's topic, which is all about stress and whether stress can make your allergy symptoms worse. So like I said, today's episode is all about stress and whether stress can make your allergy symptoms worse, which spoiler alert, yes, stress can make your allergies worse. I really wanted to have this discussion on the podcast because I know that I personally have read multiple articles about how pollen season is now starting earlier and how it has been lasting longer than normal due to climate change and the pollen transport, which has been very frustrating to those of us who are allergic to pollen and other irritants because dealing with symptoms like watery eyes, runny nose, 
um, sneezing, coughing, or even having a sore throat, it really does affect how you operate and get through each day. And in a way, these symptoms reduce your quality of life in terms of affecting whether or not you can participate in certain activities that are happening outdoors. And this can lead you to feeling stressed because of your allergies. But the thing that I don't think a lot of people really realize is that stress can make your allergies worse. So it's kind of like this continuous cycle of feeling stress from your allergies and then that stress messing with your symptoms and then making them worse. And then it's like, it's like a cycle that just keeps happening. But one of the effects that stress can have on your allergies is psychological. And that's because stress really amplifies our emotional reaction to allergy symptoms that we're having. So it can intensify like how bothered you are by your allergy symptoms because when you are under stress, you may feel like, you know, nothing's going well for you, including your health. And then you get yourself all worked up, you know, psychologically. And another effect that stress can have on your allergies is that it can physically affect you. Now, based on what I've read about this, a lot of people tend to think that stress makes allergies worse because stress causes chemicals like histamine to just increase, which can make your symptoms worse. When you're already all stressed out and then your body releases hormones and other chemicals like histamine, and if you're not familiar with histamine, histamine, it's the chemical that leads to allergy symptoms. Um, We have multiple episodes up on the podcast about histamine, histamine intolerance, and just honestly so much more about spring allergies and indoor allergies and things like that. So definitely check out those episodes. But anyway, hormones and other chemicals can ramp up the already exaggerated immune system response that your body has to allergens. So if you're feeling, you know, stressed for any reason, whether that's with your job or with school, whether you're an undergrad or whether you're a grad student or whether you're going for your PhD or or a JD or anything like that, or even with your family life, you know, you may find yourself dealing with worse allergy symptoms than usual. So while stress may not actually cause allergies, it can make an allergic reaction worse by increasing the histamine in your bloodstream. Now, what I think is like really interesting about stress is that it is the body's way of keeping us safe. So when the brain senses danger of some sort, it alerts the adrenal glands to release stress hormones. And then this causes your heart to pound and your blood pressure to increase and your blood vessels to constrict in order to be able to send more blood to your brain and to your muscles, which how interesting is that? I mean, the way that the body works continuously amazes me. You know, when I find out something new about the body, I'm just like, wow, like my mind officially is blown. But anyway, but like the stress, it makes your breath quicken in order for you to be able to get oxygen to your muscles and then sends fat and sugar into your bloodstream in order to boost your energy. So basically, this all happens and it's helpful to your body because it helps you to be able to get through a difficult situation. But if you trigger your body repeatedly, then over time, it can start to contribute to medical conditions like depression, like anxiety, uh, high blood pressure, having worse allergies, and then many other health problems. And it's very interesting that you could be potentially setting yourself up to have more persistent problems when you're stressed out and feeling anxious when you are in a mid-allergy attack. Now, I came across this article from 
Reuters, their health department. The article talks about how Dr. Janice Keycolt Glaser, she's a professor of psychology and psychiatry at Ohio State University in Columbus, along with colleagues, recruited 28 men and women with a history of hay fever and seasonal allergies to participate in a laboratory study just to be able to gauge like how stress and anxiety affects people who have, you know, allergies like environmental allergies, pollen allergies, things like that. So in the study, on different days, the volunteers, they were subjected to a low stress condition. So reading quietly from magazines and then to much more stressful conditions like giving a 10 minute videotape speech in front of a group of quote unquote behavior evaluators and solving math problems without paper or pen in front of the group and then watching their videotape performance. And the researchers assess participants' levels of stress and anxiety and perform standard skin prick allergy test before and right after the stressful events as well as the next day. And anxiety following the stressful event, the researchers found heightened the magnitude of the allergic reactions induced by the skin prick test. And these allergic reactions show up on the forearm as slight wounds or wheels. People who were moderately stressed because of the experiment had wheels that were 75% larger after the stressful event compared to the same person's response after the low stress condition. And people who were highly stressed had wheels that were twice as large after they were stressed compared to the response when they were not stressed. And how highly uh, stressed people, they were four times more likely to show allergic wheels a full day after the stressful event. And researchers, they say that this suggests that highly stressed people had an ongoing response to allergy-causing symptoms, which is causing a person's allergies to worsen the next day. And the article, they also talk about how Ohio State immunologist Dr. Ronald Glacier, who was involved in the study, said that greater anxiety was associated with increased production in the body of stress hormones and the inflammation-related protein called interleukin-6. And he thinks that the elevated levels of these compounds are to blame for the delayed allergic reaction. Now, I will link this exact article that I'm referencing in terms of like the study uh, in the show notes so you all can read more about this study because it's very interesting to read, to be quite honest. So it'll be in the show notes so you all can look at the study yourself but I just think it's very interesting the role that stress and anxiety can play when it comes to your allergies and how it can worsen your allergic reactions but it makes kind of a lot of sense to me because if you're already getting worked up about any other outside factors and then your body's already getting worked up from an allergen that it's trying to protect itself from than like having two like big tornadoes come together you know it's not gonna it's not gonna make the tornado die down it's gonna make the tornado worse so it makes 100% sense in my opinion why stress and anxiety would make allergic reactions potentially worse and make symptoms a lot more worse um and now that I think about it from personal experience like the times when I felt like I was really stressed out about something and then I was dealing with allergic symptoms from the pollen count being extremely high. I I would feel like a hot mess, to be honest. It would just be just one of those days where I felt like it was such a long day and I just wanted the day to be over because I just felt like I literally could not take it anymore just because my allergies were getting on my nerves. I was stressed about my allergies. My allergies were getting worse. And it was just, like I said, 
earlier, that constant cycle. But in terms of how to be able to reduce stress, um, there are a lot of ways to reduce stress, to reduce allergy symptoms. Some things you can do are like exercising, taking time to relax, and like incorporating breathing exercises into your daily routine. So whether you are working from home, um, outside, or you're in the gym, you know, exercising can help so much when it comes to reducing stress. And it's something that's easily accessible. You know, you can go for a walk, you can go for a run, you can ride on your indoor cycling bike if you have like a Peloton, a Soul Cycle bike, an Echelon, whatever, um, or even pull out your exercise mat and do some exercises at home. I know I have the Peloton app and I really enjoy using it. So I highly recommend that app. You can do not only cycling on there, but you can do yoga, you can do runs, walks, whatever. But you do have to pay money to use the app. And I know that they have a different pricing now. So I think that the regular price is like 13 or so dollars a month. But if you're a student or you're in the military, things along those lines, you can get a discount and not have to pay that $13, which I absolutely love. But if you don't wanna pay for a service, YouTube will honestly be your best friend in terms of finding exercise videos for free. Um, you can also follow fitness influencers on Instagram because they typically post a lot of workouts on their feeds. Like one person that I'm really liking right now is Kylie Ross on YouTube. She's an ex-college athlete. She played soccer at Baylor, which is why I started following her because I used to play college soccer myself. Um, but there are just so many people out there. Blogilates is another great fitness YouTuber. So honestly, just do some research and kind of find some videos that might work for you and your body. And whatever brings you the most relaxation is really just is what is important. Speaking of relaxation, when it comes to relaxed time, you just need to carve out time each day to do something that you really love and that you really enjoy doing. You know, whether that's reading a book, playing a video game, watching a movie, playing with your dog, and my dog is actually looking at me right now because I think she has to go outside, um, putting together a puzzle, you know, just carve out some time each day so just do one of your hobbies. And another thing is breathing exercises. Breathing exercises is honestly one of my favorite things to do throughout the day. I've talked about breathing exercises here on the podcast before, but I use my Fitbit since I have a Fitbit Versa 2, and it has breathing exercises that I do through the Fitbit interface throughout the day. I've done them, you know, right before a quiz, a test, a final, a presentation, you know, whatever situation where I feel anxious and stressed out about, I've found these breathing exercises just to be really helpful because I'm more so focused on my breathing rather than the situation that I'm in. And it's really helpful because like when you feel your body like panicking or things like that, sometimes it can be very hard to breathe. So like I said, where you're able to more so focus on your breathing versus your surroundings, what you're doing, and which you might be finding very stressful. These exercises I found have helped me really with lowering my stress levels and kind of centering me in a way and kind of bringing me that peace that I need. Um, but some other things you can do is like taking up yoga. I really love yoga. I don't do yoga as much as I would uh, like to and how much my body probably needs me to do yoga because I used to be super into yoga. I used to do it every week, multiple times a week. I could do like dangerous pose, have feet touch my head, all the things. It, I was super flexible. Now, I don't know about that. I can do dangerous pose to some extent, but definitely not as flexible as I used to be like a few years ago. Like definitely not. 
Um, you can do meditation. I love meditation. There's so many books about it, so many audiobooks about it, podcasts about it now. There's Tai Chi. You can do painting. I really do enjoy painting. Um, I know at my school we've done events. Well, my alma mater, oh my gosh, that's crazy to say. Um, but at my alma mater, they would have a painting activities through SGA that we would do uh, during like finals week and stuff like, well, not during finals week, but the week before finals week, just to be able to help with bringing and lowering people's stress levels down. So painting might be something that could be a really good escape for you. You know, whatever, you know, healthy activity that you associate with eliciting a relaxation response within your body is just something that's really just going to help you throughout not only your journey with your allergies, but also with life because life, it's just a very stressful journey. There's so many loops and turns and so many things that come at you that you really just don't expect at the time. So really just finding a routine that brings you a lot of relaxation and peace within yourself is really just going to help you not only with life, but also with your allergies and the response that um, you have to certain different allergens, whether it's indoors, things like that, outdoors, pollen, dust, whatever the case may be. But that is today's episode. Hopefully you all learned some really interesting information. I know that I did because if I knew like years ago how much stress could affect my allergic reactions, like I would have been doing a lot of the stuff that I'm telling you guys about now. Literally, I would have been implementing a lot of these things that I have found have worked for me over the years to have it where I'm centering myself a little bit more during an allergic reaction or when I'm trying to prevent allergic reactions from happening, things like that. Um, I wish I knew a lot of these things when I was younger. But hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode, learned some new things. Like I said, all the different articles that I referenced throughout this episode will be linked in the show notes. So be sure to check the show notes for any information. Also, if you want to check the show notes to find out where to follow the Oh My Allergies Instagram page, where to follow me personally, definitely check out those show notes. I don't know like how many of you actually check the show notes, but definitely really recommend the show notes. There's a lot of different resources that are listed in the show notes to be able to help with being able to provide more information that was discussed in the episode. So definitely, definitely, definitely check out those show notes. Make sure that you are subscribed to the Oh My Allergies podcast on your podcast platform of choice. Follow the Oh My Allergies podcast Instagram, which is at Oh My Allergies. Make sure to rate and review the podcast. Hopefully it is five stars and keep on sharing the podcast with people you know and don't know. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye, guys.